Talk Radio 96.7. It's a Friday. What do you think? Yes. But we have to ask the preacher first. Ask the preacher. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. It's your chance to have your Bible questions answered. Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Hey, it's good to be back in the studios uh, with you here today, this Friday. You know what? It's actually good to be back in these United States yes. of yes. America. In the studio with me today is Jarius and Elise Hagens. Hello. So, hello, welcome, hello. Welcome. And, um, you know, you guys, as well as, uh, what is it, seven others, six yeah. others, mm-hmm. uh, nine others, whatever, uh, there were actually, I think, uh, 12 of us from Believers Fellowship over there at uh, in Turkey because mm-hmm. the beans, yeah, you know, right. they, they, they kind of went on their own, but the, they, they were there as well. But um, so so just a, a, a great time at yeah, the conferences awesome. that yeah. were that were there. And then uh, while we were over there, we did a little study of the seven churches of the Book of Revelation. Um, so the seven churches in Asia, and actually went and toured and took a look at the uh, at the the place there. So anyway, that's where where I was, uh, not being on radio for the last uh, couple weeks. And th- a big big thank you to George Locke um, for for filling yeah. in and, and covering all by himself. Um, I haven't actually talked to him. We sent a couple texts <clears throat> since I got back, but I haven't really actually talked to him. But he was not able to be here today. Uh, so anyway, good to have you, Jarius and Elise. And uh, and Thanks all you wonderful listeners out there, I hope you'll join us uh, for a little bit less than the next hour, uh, right up until about six o'clock. We have some things to uh, discuss today, from a uh, biblical perspective, a biblical worldview, um, the the Christian mindset, if you will. But uh, I do use the term biblical worldview on purpose because a lot of Christians have left the Bible. I think that maybe that yeah. makes them. N- no longer a Christian, does uh, it? I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if yeah. if you don't follow the tenets of your book, uh, are you still what the book says you're supposed to be? I, I, right. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, we'll discuss how do you navigate it. That? It makes me think of like a, a doctor when he does something outside of it. It's malpractice. You're not. You're not practicing yeah. correctly yeah. what you're supposed to. Right. A malpracticing Christian. I don't know if that is that possible. Yeah, and if uh, if uh, if an attorney or lawyer or whatever is not operating according to the law, then right. uh, they they lose their license to practice. So, right. anyway, can a Christian lose their salvation? What a discussion! Wow. Wow. Not not our subject matter for today, but um, we we uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what we'll discuss? And <laughs> who knows what you will hear? We're just really glad you're listening today. Um, you can join the conversation. Area code eight six three. 682-1430. That is the number live into the studio. We would love to have your questions, uh, comments, uh, statements, rants, raves, complaints. You can uh, you can complain to Eric. You can talk nicely to us. <laughs> but um, that literally, you can... <laughs> Eric, looking through the window funny at us now. Um, you can literally call about anything you would like to. It does not have to be about the subject matter at hand. Um, so if you have a question or a comment, that is just fine. You interrupt the conversation if you need to, and we'll just pick up after we finish uh, whatever discussion you bring to the table. One more time, the phone number, 863-682-1430. All right, so I, I do want to go back for a moment and address the idea that here we were we were abroad, as it used yes. to be said. Uh, we were over in, uh, in Europe or Turkey, uh, more specifically, for about 10 days or so. Um, and, uh, man, you come back to the USA and it is just, 
it's just amazing. I know, I know for everybody, home is home. Right. So right. even if you live in a foreign land, you go back to your, your home, home is home. Uh, but there's something special about the United States. Yes. Uh, there's something special about the freedoms that right. we have, the luxuries that we have. Um, and I know some people will, you know, not sit comfortably with the idea that we actually have luxuries here in the United States that that other countries don't have. But but the reality is those luxuries didn't come by accident. Right. Those mm. luxuries came um, really, honestly, if we want to get down to the root of it, by the blessing of the Lord. Yeah. The blessing of God gave us the luxuries that we have in the United States right. of America. Mm. Um, America served God, and God blesses those that serve him. Right. Right. Not only does he take care of them, but he literally lavishes blessings upon them. Uh, and then there are warnings in scriptures that, that talk about, hey, you know, you, you've become rich. Don't forget God. <laughs> right. Uh, so, but, but that does not mean you should say poor so that you don't forget God. Just be aware that it is God that made you rich. Don't forget God in, in your blessing or in right. your wealth. Mm. Um, so I think so those will be some of the, the lines in which we talk about today. But I, I'm just so grateful mm. uh, for what we have in this nation and um, I, you know, I see a generation. I'm not going to blame everything on young people. Um, Elise, you're the youngest in the room at the moment. Definitely yes. a millennial. Um, but <laughs> shout out to the millennials. <laughs> but your your view is a biblical world view. Um, you don't walk around uh, life having this entitled mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So uh, I'm going to use this opportunity to say we can't think that all millennials have this entitled mentality. They just don't. Right. There are many, many, many millennials that are hard workers. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're they're people of principle. Um, You know, a lot of them are misguided in their principle, but still, nonetheless, they, they are people of cause and purpose. Uh, right. And and so there are many, uh, even such as yourself, at least, that really highly value what we have here mm-hmm. in this country and are willing to defend it yeah. and stand up uh, yeah. for things. When I, was, when, you, when I think about when we were in Turkey, uh, just to, to do the seven, the, uh, the tour of the churches, to just be able to, to stand on those grounds where actual actual biblical events took place it was it was just so powerful it was so awing and when we when we got back here in america for 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 a time i thought like lord how do we bring what we have what we have here in america how can we take that to because we had come from turkey how can we take that to the people in turkey how can we share the blessing and the prosperity that you've blessed us with here in America, how can we take that to Turkey? And God uses us as an example of when you serve God, like Pastor John said, when you serve God, God blesses you. Hmm. And I, anytime I see a, someone with a, a, a veteran hat on, I always go to them. I look them in the eye and I shake their hand. I say, sir, Thank you, or ma'am, thank you for your service. It was your sacrifice. The sacrifices that you made is why we are able to be free like we are 
today. And so there is a, a that God blesses us in when we when we serve him. But when those freedoms are trying to be taken away, there is a certain element of we need to defend this. Yeah. And and we have to understand where it came from. Um and and you said it so very well and I'm going to give a scripture that answers that you didn't really ask a question but you but the your statement your uh, what do you call it? Rhetorical question. Your yeah. thoughts were, God, how do we bring this to the nation of of Turkey? Uh, and and we could really put any any uh, uh, nation in there. Right. right. Uh, how do we revive this in the nation of America? And so Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. Now the first thirteen verses would be great, but the but just the first couple here. Um, it, it reads this way: Deuteronomy twenty eight. It shall come to pass that if you will listen diligently, mm. and that it's a hearken in the King James, which doesn't mean just not just to, to hear with your ear, but it actually means to observe and to do. Um, but if you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God and observe to do, there it is, mm-hmm. observe to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord God will set you high above all nations of the earth. That's how America became the top of the charts right. uh, mm. on, on the earth. Um, in, in verse 2, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if you will listen to the voice mm. of the Lord your God. Now, I know that was, those were words said specifically to Israel, right. the children of Israel, Right. that there is a principle in there that when you obey God, yes. the blessings of God come upon you. We've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes with more of Ask the Preacher. Uh, you can join the conversation, 863-682-1430. Now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher for this afternoon. It's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Glad you are listening today. It is good to be back with you. It is good to be in Florida. It's good to be in the United States of America. As crazy and lost our ever-loving mind. Yeah. I was about to get bleeped by Eric, but I was not going to say <laughs> the word that people might have thought of. Anyway, um, what's the old, uh, there's an old thing like the, the freak show. You know, that was that was related to the word that I was going to use. Anyway, um, so as as crazy as, as things have gotten here in America, it is still the greatest place in the planet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're being chased down by a few few other places. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, during the break, we received a phone call and he's been uh, holding out patiently to come back when we come on the air. Welcome, Matt, to the uh, Ask the Preacher program. What say you? Thank you very much. Listen, I was just curious. There's been a lot of talk um, in Christian circles about the recent congressional hearings concerning a secret program that has become uh, revealed uh, by the U.S. government in producing UFOs, building our own flying saucers, and doing that in cooperation with so-called aliens. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been looking around and researching it a little bit, and many Christians are saying there is no such thing as a true alien, a flesh-and-blood creature from another planet, but these are, in fact, from Genesis chapter 6, the offspring of angels and human women, yeah. that were originally called in Hebrew Nephilim, Nephilim. Yeah. and uh, that Jesus in chapter 24 of Matthew said that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man, Right, and uh, that he was in fact returning, uh, 
referring to a resurgence of a great population on the face of the earth of these Nephilim creatures. Well, it very well could be. And I'd like to see what what you think about that. Yeah, uh, so it it could be related to Nephilim. Um, If if I may, I'll just give you my opinion um, of it. I think it includes Nephilim or Nephilim ish or isk nephilimesque mm-hmm. uh type things but it doesn't uh, it's not solely related to that as it was in the days of noah uh, would would refer also to the defiance of god the mocking of god a variety of other things but nephilim definitely included or at least uh nephilim ish stuff okay so related to aliens um i do not believe that there are uh life forms on on other planets however you make mention that uh nephilim are the sons of the angels um uh uh, having relation with the women of of earth um but in that sense i still would not consider them to be another from another planet you know i actually talk to our congregation and refer to us so to speak as being from another planet or from another place mm-hmm. uh, the scriptures refer to us as christians as aliens in some translations and pilgrims in other mm-hmm. translations uh, in other words um, we are uh, planted here or, or placed here for a period of time so in that sense we're aliens on on the earth um, better related to the idea that our kingdom is not an earthly kingdom we become the sons of god the children of god uh, he is um, from another place, if you will. So if I'm, I know I'm giving you a lot real quick, but relating all of those things, back to your specific point of alien creatures, I don't believe that we will have alien creatures uh, show up on the earth. I believe that, that there are people working on things that will be related to or uh, said to be alien creatures. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. By the way, this is a great line of conversation for when we have George Locke on the program. Yeah. <laughs> he is way into digging yeah. into this kind of stuff. Um, so, Matt, I, I really love the call, and, and you should um, you should tune in every week And when George Locke is on the program. Call back in and ask this question, because he'll give us a, a whole bunch more in, in relation. But anyway, um, I, I think we very well may come into a day in uh, the near future, months, a couple years, 10 years, I don't know, um, to where there will be something that is related to what you might call an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have pre-programmed us with that for the last 50, 60, mm-hmm. 70 years in movies and television. Right. And uh, we're, we're, you know, a lot of people are infatuated with the idea of alien encounters and all of this kind of stuff. So um, if they can do that, whether it be through just plain old deception through television uh, cameras um, AI. Uh, or even bringing in AI mm-hmm. or Android uh, animatronics, right. uh, mm-hmm. robots, these types of things. Um, and they they literally they literally could mock, if you will, uh, do a mock up or, or a pretend uh, what many people call the rapture um, and, and blame it on aliens. Or let's say this. Um, that there, there is an, an exact event, what many people look at in Scripture and say, this is the rapture, an exact event like that. And mm-hmm. people say, no, it wasn't God's return. It was uh, alien kind. Right. And, and so in order to discredit the Scripture. So, Matt, I think you are really onto something sharp here. Um, the use of these technologies uh, to deceive people. Now, on the other hand, I will say that the congressional hearing of what's taking place right now, literally in the congressional hearing, well, what was about a month ago, I kind of look at that, and I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not saying that that it's not 
it doesn't exist with what's going on and the confusion and the creation of all this kind of stuff. But I think it's a little bit of a distraction. Yes. To say, hey, look over here at this while um, Biden and his cronies yes. are, are doing some other buffoonery, right. Uh, right. covering up messes. Um, you know, so literally right at the time when another Hunter Biden issue is coming out and mm-hmm. with great scandal. Um, at you know, like the next day, all of a sudden, hey, aliens! We're we're uh, we're 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 breaking the bank on this alien stuff. We're letting the information come out. Yeah. So, um, Matt, did I cover any of that good enough for you? Yeah, you uh, you brought in some some good ideas there. I'm thinking that Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two verse five, when before the uh, lawless one, the Antichrist can come, there's going to be a great deception and a falling away. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware that for many decades, the uh, New Agers have been uh, what they call channeling with aliens. Now, yeah. I'm like you. I don't believe that there is any any life, another not intelligent life. But there maybe are maybe spirits. bacteria living out there. I don't yeah. believe that there's intel- intelligent life like us or comparable to us on other planets. But these are spirits exactly. that have been channeling or speaking telepathically, which is forbidden as an act of witchcraft. It is very creatures. much forbidden, and, and but it's not a new and thing. And they've been speaking to these New Agers for decades, saying that they brought us here, they created us, they are our creators, they created us from cosmic uh, DNA, from various alien uh, uh, civilizations and various galaxies, and so yeah. they made us, and uh, in fact... They made Jesus Christ. He's a, a genetic construct by aliens. And right, and all those things would be part of that great behave. deception. Hey, Matt, I, I apologize for having to, to to cut you off. I'm getting this signal here that I got about 30 seconds until we have to go to the bottom hour break. And um, but right. yeah, you you are absolutely right. But none of these deceptions are new. Remember, Solomon wrote, "There's nothing new under the sun." Mm-hmm. Uh, so these things come around; they rebrand themselves, if you will. Uh, there have been people that worship these same spirits. Uh, Jonathan Kahn has a has an amazing book out called "Return of the Gods," and it deals with this uh, idea that you're talking about right now. So um, we look at young people, New Agers, looking and, and channeling spirits. Uh, but this type of practice has been done in various cultures, very times in various ways, but uh, it is scary. That's why we must stick to the Bible. It yes. is truth, and it is life. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. It's the bottom of the hour. we got to cut to break. Keep listening. We'll be back in about seven and a half minutes with more. Now let's get back to the second half of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John Freed. Elise, I wish this was on video because you could make that funny face that you make, but this is radio. <laughs> Nobody can see. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ask the Preacher program, everybody. It's good to have you um, uh, listening today. Don't know how many of, the, of you there are, but we know we have at least one because a tremendous call, uh, some comments, and, and even great knowledge uh, from Mr. Matt. So, Matt, thank you for that call that, that uh, we had right before we went to the break. And um, yeah, so there are things to look out for. For those of you who, who just tuned in, Matt called and he, and he made a statement and question, and, and you know, it's kind of several things all wrapped into one. 
uh, about the con- congressional hearings about alien life form, you know, the hiding of alien lives. Right. Uh, what, what's that place out in um, Area, 51. New Mexico, Area 51 and and uh, New Mexico? There's a city, Roswell, New Mexico, you know, and all mm-hmm. these things. And you got movies, and you got all this stuff. And, and what about AI? And, and what is a Bible? How does a Bible look at all this kind of stuff? And and um, but then to 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 end the discussion right before we went on the break. Um, he he brought up something else that was incredibly powerful, and I, I just wanted to come back to that and, and make mention of this. Uh, so the idea of channeling, um, right? Uh, the idea of um, of having communication with the dead, mm-hmm. uh, having communication with alien life form. The the reality, uh, and that's really where the conversation where he brought it was the communication with the alien life form. Uh, but what's really happening is you end up having communication with spirits. Right. right. Now somebody says, no, that's not possible. Or a Christian might say, no, you know, you can't have conversation with the spirit. Well, wait a second. We have conversations with the Holy, Holy Spirit. spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, look at the scriptures. Angels came and, and talked to people, but about the angel Gabriel that right. came and talked to Mary and said, you are highly favored. God has chosen you, you know. Um, angels that came in and warned people of certain things that that gave uh, correction or instruction in in some way. Right. Uh, I will emphasize this though: it is our job as humans to to preach the gospel. It's right. not angels' job right. to mm-hmm. preach the gospel. Um, but there are angels, right. and so you say, "Yeah, well, God has angels." Well, demons are the devil's angels, if we could call it that. Right. right. You know. So, and this idea of channeling. It's not something that's new. No, it's not. Saul, um, Saul, in the guise of nighttime, or because there was a time where he's like, "Look, there's no one that can do this, and I'm I'm getting you all out of here." But he wanted to hear from a spirit. Yeah, we're talking about King Saul. Yeah, King back Saul, in the Old Testament. And so he went, put on a disguise, and went and say, "Look, I need you to conjure up this man's spirit, so I so I need you to channel him so he could speak to me." Yeah. Yeah, so this kind of thing has been happening for a long, for a long time, time. Yes. and it's very, very dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I was uh, flipping through. Um, I was looking for the movie. It's a it's a movie about adoption, and so I was looking for that movie on Netflix. Um, sorry, folks. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, and I saw this uh, advertisement for a, for a movie. I don't remember what the name of the of the show was. Um, but it literally had to do with playing with spirits, mm-hmm. and wow. so I just stopped there for a second and, and looked at the um, the thumbnail for the for the show, and it was these these uh, I, I, girls and guys, and uh, they have all of the symbols and the candles and, right. and incense and all these things. They're going to do incantations, and you know, I remember when I was a kid, uh, people talked about Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. and Ouija boards. Yeah, and um, you know, my parents were like, "No, no, no, you don't do that. That's evil stuff, or whatever." And then I had would have friends at at, at school that would talk about, you know, they played with the Ouija boards and stuff, and and they would say, oh, "It's just all fake, or whatever." But then they would go on to tell the stories about how doors would open and shut on their own, lights yep. would turn off and on on their own, candles would blow out, they would hear voices, wind would blow mm-hmm. in the room, and I'm thinking, "Wait a second, you're telling me it's all <laughs> fake, but then you yeah. say, but all, all this, this happened. stuff happened, right?" Yeah. I mean, come on. So, um, but these things are 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 not new. But just because they're not new, don't mean that they're acceptable. It doesn't right. mean that they're acceptable. Right. And so we need to be vigilant. We need to be alert. Um, to to Matt's point, or well, I'm making a point out of what Matt brought to the table. And thank you again, Matt, for bringing these things to the table. 
uh, there is a great falling away. There is a great deception. The warning to Christians uh, was, don't be deceived. Yes. Right. Don't be deceived. And so we need to be uh, keen. We need to be uh, good students of the Word of God right. and have good relationship with the Holy Spirit of yes. God right. so that we can stay on track. Right. This is one of the reasons why it's so important to, number one, like my dad would always say so many times, Read, Read your, your Bible. Bible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then number two, um, you know, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, don't forsake the gathering mm. of yourselves together like some people do. Right. right. But as the day, as the end days approach and get even closer, you should do it more and more. You should yes. gather more and more. And so, uh, so, so number one, read your Bible. Number two, you should be in church, and yes. you should be in a good church that goes back to number one, right. reads, reads their the, Bible, yes. preaches right. the Bible. It's ever so important because other, otherwise you'll be deceived. Uh, the the mm. Word of God is is truth. It was truth um, when it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was truth when it was written by man who right. were inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it remains truth today. It will hold us steady. Right. It will keep us from being distracted. It will keep us from being deceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will keep us from being dismayed. I wonder how many more uh, <laughs> disses I could come up yeah, with. Yeah, when I think about Start. when I think about a person being <laughs> deceived, that's worse than a lie. See, if I can say something and if I feel like what I if I feel like someone's going to feel a certain way about what I said, I can lie about about that. But when I'm going to deceive someone, I am purposefully twisting the truth. Yeah. I am purposefully twisting something that is true so you will disbelieve it. Yeah, if if I believe something that is not true, but I believe it as truth, to me it has a sense of tr- I could be completely wrong, right. but, but I'm I can still live with conviction according right. to what is wrong. Right. But when I know something is wrong, this is what mm-hmm. you're saying. When I know something is wrong, and I come to somebody else with something that I know is wrong, and I'm right. going to purport it as being right, then then I am deceiving right. a person by knowledge. I'm deceiving right. or attempting to deceive somebody. And this is exactly right. what wicked. happened wicked. with evil Eve in the beginning when the the very introduction of the serpent was he's the most subtle and crafty. Crafty. Deceiver. And then what was her thing when she said, when God said, why'd you do this? He deceived me. Yeah. Or beguiled, the Bible might might say. Yeah, but, he tricked me. Yeah, deceived. I was she duped. Was I was lied to. And yeah. the one way of not being deceived is to know what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. When you have an intricate knowledge, I'm not just talking about surface level knowledge. This is how people will be deceived. They only have a surface level knowledge of what the Bible says, but an intricate, intimate knowledge of what God's word says. When someone comes with a deceiving word, you say, no, that's not lining up with what I've read. This is exactly what the devil tried with Jesus. Yeah. Right. And when he went into the desert in the wilderness to be tempted, he tried to twist the scripture, and that's why Jesus said, came back and said, no, but it is also written, Yeah, you know, this. So you must read your Bible as a Christian. It is a, I know Pastor Wayne would say, it's a. It's not just a crutch, but it's my iron lung. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's. I, I have to have it. It is a necessity for a Christian to not only read their Bible, but to know their words, to become intimately acquainted with the Word of God. 
Right. Yeah, the word of God is related to bread, and it's also related right. to water, and mm. um, so food and drink. Mm-hmm. If you want to just generalize that, and that is uh, one of the, I think there are four basic elements that that man or humankind uh, has to have in order to survive, and food and water right. are two of them. <laughs> right. You know, uh, you have to have oxygen. You have to be able to breathe, mm-hmm. um, and that's you could you could almost boil it down to that. Those are, those are the three. There might be something else, um, whatever, but. You you have to have that. I think light comes in there. If you live in darkness, eventually you, it, mm-hmm. it kills you. But uh, and the, and the scripture is related to light as well. Mm. Jesus is the light of life. Um, so man, it, it it is amazing as to how uh, helpful and beneficial and and um, necessary. Not just helpful mm-hmm. and beneficial. Those are the yes. wrong words. How necessary for living that the Bible is. Um, I, I I saw some research that was done. And, and I'm going to mess up the numbers, so don't quote me on it. You can uh, call Eric and complain to Eric if, if you want, but anyway, that's, that's twice, Eric. Um, so, but some research about Bible reading and Bible readers, and uh, it was just doing some uh, general life wellness uh, check on people that don't read the Bible versus people that do read their Bible. And what they found out was, and you didn't have to believe the Bible, it was just a matter of reading the Bible, and then they added some things with people who believed it and lived according to it. But people who read their Bible uh, three or more times a week uh, were significantly healthier, hmm. were significantly more energetic, had a sig- significantly uh, more positive view of life, wow. uh, experienced so much more hope. Uh, it was it was like wow, and all it did all it all it was is they read their Bible three or more times uh, a week. Now, when it jumped to people who read every day, it was like oh my goodness. These are amazing. If wow. people knew that, they mm-hmm. would read their Bible. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Multiple so, yeah. times a day. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher, and we have come up again to one of these wonderful breaks. So we're going to take a pause, but uh, keep your radio tuned to the same station. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with more Ask the Preacher. Fourth and final segment coming up for this afternoon's Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John. Thank you, Eric. It's uh, it's always you've done an excellent job working with us for all these years. I appreciate you, sir. Yeah, you want to say anything to the listening audience? My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is good to have Eric, and it's good to have Jarius and Elise, and we just have such a such a wonderful team of people uh, that do all sorts of things at Believers Fellowship. Of course, Eric is part of the radio stations here. You hear his voice on uh, various commercials and things like that. But we just have tremendous um, people associated. God yes. God knows what he's doing, and he, and he puts yeah. so many talents and abilities in different people, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and when he teams people up in the right way, it's, it's, just, it's just powerful. It's, it's wonderful. Um, so uh, that being said, Elise... Uh, you've not exactly been the silent partner, but uh, Jarius and I can get going and, and, and talk, and you can smile and agree and encourage us, and you're a wonderful encourager. But you may also have something of your own that you wish to say. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, before break, you had mentioned um, that there's two things that are vital to us as believers. The first was the Word, right? So we talked about that. And then the second was fellowshipping with um, our brothers and sisters in Christ. So going, making sure that you're in church. Yeah. And my thought was that both of those things offer correction to us. Oh wow! And if we're not in the Word and you know around other believers and isn't being, that interesting? The encourager 
is referring to correction. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's important because um, there's a scripture in the word that talks about, and I don't know um, exact reference. I could look it up, but it talks about the word of God being like a mirror. Mm-hmm. That James, when I'm not looking in the mirror, right, as I'm getting dressed, I could mess my makeup up, mm-hmm. you, you know, I could have, you know, a booger on my face and not even know it, walk out the door with, you know, plaque on my teeth, you know. Right. Um, so if I'm not looking in the mirror, I'm not aware of what's going on with my, you know, with with how I look. Um, but when I look in the mirror, I'm able to correct. I'm able to see, OK, I need to brush my teeth. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I've got my hair is wacky. Let me straighten it. Um, and when I'm around other people, other people are able to say, hey, you know, y- you said this. You shouldn't you shouldn't talk like that about yourself. You shouldn't talk mm-hmm. that way about your circumstance. The word of God says this. Um, and so I think it's very important that that we are in the word and that we're around and fellowshipping with the brethren, receiving the word of God from, you know, our pastor so that we can receive that correction um, and make the necessary adjustments. Yeah. And the, the word of God uh, being like, and it is James, James one. Well, that's one place, James, uh, James one twenty three, and then first Corinthians three as well talks about that, um, that when we look into the word, mm-hmm. We behold the glory of of God, and we yes. we become transformed and look like that. And James, he says, uh, you know, a person looks into the into the mirror and, and then leaves and forgets, right. you know, yes. what kind of man or what kind of woman uh, they are. Right. Uh, so the the word of God, um, it's not a funny mirror. Yeah. You right. know, it it doesn't give you a distorted image. Mm. The word of God wow. becomes yeah. the the plumb line, the accurate, the truth. Uh, it, it stays the same. You and I, we change, right. uh, but we're supposed to be changed according to the Word. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're looking at the Word, which gives us the perfect picture. So when we look into the Word, we see what we are supposed to be. Yes. Um, and then we, we go live our lives in, in order to model to become like what the Word tells us we're supposed to be. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's, good. It is. And, and you know, I unapologetically, and I know my dad, and you guys would be this this way as well, I'm unapologetically unapologetically word of faith mm-hmm. right I know there are some other large congregations in in our in our town that that you know that that steer away from the idea of being word of faith there's lots of people they don't they just don't like that denomination because of maybe particular eras errors that right. have crept in right. um, but the reality is there there's likely uh, some some area area of error uh, if not major error in every denomination mm-hmm. right. Um but I, I'm unapologetically word of faith because the emphasis on the word of God and us uh, striving in life, uh, leaning on God, leaning right. on the power of the word and yes. the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to cause us to become what the word says we are. Mm. We are. Yes. Um, so it is an image that is placed in advance. Jesus made it so. And then we live into that picture. Yeah. Um, my dad used to tell, I've referenced dad like a few times in the last five minutes. Um, my dad used to tell a story about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, when he was uh, young from Austria or whatever, and it didn't speak well, I think he has a hearing difficulty, a variety of these things, uh, but he was a weightlifter, you know, and, and mm. so he becomes uh, Mr. Universe, you know, a uh, big, strong weightlifter. And then, so they ask him, well, what are you going to do now? And he says, I'm going to become the highest paid actor in America. Well, if uh-huh. you're the highest paid actor in America, you are also the highest paid actor in the world, right? right? Yeah. So, um, you know, they laughed, you know, this guy that can't speak straight or whatever, yeah. Uh, but 
But sure enough, he becomes, right. yes. you know, later on, he becomes a governor and all this kind of stuff. So he gets asked this question, how did you do these things? And then he said, I got a picture. Uh, he said, I got a picture in my mind. No, he <laughs> so he, he had a picture in his mind. He envisioned himself being a particular way. Yes. And then he lived into mm. that picture. Um, now, I'm not trying to create some new age channeling idea, uh, but what I am trying to say is if we can, I'm going to use the, the line, the, the quotation marks in the air. You can't see it, but my quotation marks, <laughs> if we will channel the power of scripture, right. if yeah. we will get on God's channel, yeah. right. if we'll connect with him, then we'll find the power of the word of God working in our lives, mm. causing us to become what God designed us to be. Man, yes. the word of God is yeah. so powerful. I saw, this, I saw this. Uh, we, we got seconds here. Yeah, I saw this guy. He was uh, had a bar of soap, and he was creating something from the bar of soap. And from the bar of soap, he made a bunny. And the person's like, how'd you do that? He's like, the bunny was always in the soap. I just needed to carve away the parts that weren't supposed to be there. And that's what the word does. Mm. I am a child of God, and it carves away the parts of me that are not supposed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Folks, thanks for listening to Ask the Preacher. We love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend.